All right, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead. For that is what we're doing on July the 1st, 2022. And contrary to what some happy talk people believe, uh, some people believe that this is going to be one of the worst months. Uh, even regarding the coronavirus and other plagues. Because we in the church have not truly confessed our sins and repented of our sins. And God always is dealing with His people. When God's people are messed up, and jacked up, then everything else is going to be messed up and jacked up. And, um, but we have a disease in our world today, a delusion plague. We have people who want to go on like normal when things are not normal at all, nowhere near normal. But, but especially we Americans, we are steel-headed, hard-headed, stiff-necked. It's the American way to plow through and not change our behavior. We are hell-bent determined to do what we want to do and to have what we think is normal in the midst of uh, a lack of normality. The airlines are trying to tell you that you won't be traveling like you think you're going to travel this weekend. Over a few steel-headed Americans who are determined uh, to push things uh, in a way uh, that they're going to do it anyhow. And uh, and uh, to have their little what they think is fun in the sun which is going to be full of frustration and layovers and Everything else, the airlines are telling you, don't travel. That's what they're trying to tell you. They're, they're willing to pay you money, not even come to the airport. But see, we have the happy talk people who don't want to change their behavior. They don't want to change their schedule. They don't want to change their life and settle down and accept the situation as it is. They're hell-bent and determined to do 
to, to try to do it like they did it three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, six years ago. They refuse to accept that something is wrong. It's, it's like the, the uh, big old husky man who his wife tries to tell him, okay now honey, I know you did, you've been working hard for 20 years and you're trying to move forward again because you're the foreman out there and uh, you're a big time man out there but you're sick. Look at your hand shaking. He's determined, hell bent, shaking and coughing up blood and everything else because he's never missed a day. But when the situation changes, you need to change. That's what wise people do. And wise people accept what God is doing. True blue Christians accept what God is doing because of our sins and what we have allowed in this country called America. That's what we do. We accept the situation. And you ratchet it down. You don't keep trying to ratchet it up. Lost people do that. And people who claim to be Christians, the terrorists of the church, with their proud looks and their arrogant attitude and their uh, happy talk foolishness, want to plow ahead. I mean, the Bible talks about people like that. Don't be like that. May I give you some advice? If I were you, I would stay home, make it a staycation at the house. You have a barbecue a barbecue grill, don't you? Or you can go out and get one. And gather your family around in the backyard. And if you have a pool, that's that's even better. And 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 be still and uh, spend some time with the Lord. Calm down. Just like a good parent, he will restrict doing certain things. A good father, particularly. He will restrict doing certain things. To prevent future problems. God does that on steroids <laughs> with with uh, uh, with the quickness and without a problem. God is doing that now. You people don't want to slow down and do what I and listen to me and do what I tell you. I will slow you down. <laughs> That's love for you. That's not hatred. That's love for you. Chill out, really, truly, man. Okay, and trust the Lord and get to know Him. See, you say, preacher, I thought you were going to rest today. I did rest. That's one of the reasons I'm here at this time. 
I, I was asleep. I think this is the first time in my life I took two naps today. And hats off to my son, Daniel Zika, who took care of a situation for me today that uh, I didn't even think it could be handled that way. But uh, by the grace of God, uh, he came through big time for me. And I didn't even have to do anything to take care of it. So Daniel Ezekiel, I thank the Lord for you, for doing that. And maybe some siblings help you, I don't know. Uh, and that's good, either way. And so, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, as someone once said, at my age, it's good to be anywhere. And as Peter said, Lord, it is good for us to be here on the Mount of Transfiguration. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third, the son of Daniel White Jr., who is now in heaven, Bishop Daniel White Jr., I am the president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 581, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. <clears throat> Pardon me. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true nonfiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today we are reading Proverbs chapter 7 verses 21 through 27. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. On this beautiful day that you have given to us, July the 1st. Again, Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for delivering us from the devil and the demons of hell and uh, the perverted ones uh, throughout the perverted homosexual pride month, which they do not have any reason to be proud of about anything. I praise you and I thank you <clears throat> for keeping your saints. Thank you, Lord, for the thousands who showed up and joined me in the midst of that hellacious month. 
that we had to deal with and endure. Thank you, Lord, for your gospel being preached every day in spite of constant satanic attacks, even persecution and foolishness. And Lord God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you for blessing us to land on the other side victoriously on on July the 1st. And I thank you, Lord, as the lady used to sing at Gospel Light Church, I'm still here by your grace, by your might, and by your power. And Holy Father God, I thank you for the memories, Lord, I believe it was Bob Hope. who made that song famous. On the Christian side, Lord, uh, thank you for the precious memories. Uh, I cannot tell you, Lord, how much they mean to me. And uh, Lord, in fact, those precious memories somehow pushes a person to start having glimpses of heaven on and 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 because of the memories that the precious memories that you have given down here that come from the precious miracles lord a whole lot of my precious memories that you have given to me that you constantly give to me are surrounded Uh, surround the miracles and the answers to prayer that you have given down through the years. And uh, I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. Holy Father God, on this Friday night, July the 1st, Lord, uh, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace and your mercy shown through your Holy Son, Jesus Christ. I thank you for him and all that he has done for us, his sacrifice. And Lord, I thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit and the power of your holy word. Lord, help the people who are joined with me tonight, Lord, to pray, as you encouraged me to tell them last night. This is, it may seem like the most boring part of the service, but this service would be nothing without prayer to you and your holy word. Lord, help these people Uh, to have a little talk with you. And uh, Lord, they may not pray as long as I do, as you want me to. But Lord, help them to pray about their situation as servants of yours. 
And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings. And for those of us, Lord, who are born again and saved, for Jesus Christ's sake on tonight, please forgive us of our sins, our failures and our faults. As we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive others who have sinned against us, even if they have not apologized. And uh, thank you for that kind of grace to forgive people who don't even apologize and try to make it right. That's all you and all your love. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us a mighty long way by faith. As the old saints used to sing, we've come this far by faith. And so we can't turn around. And so, Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ on this night that you would crucify our flesh and the old man within us afresh and anew. For those of us who are saved and fill us tonight with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty of your Holy Spirit, your energy, your might, and your strength, not only to uh, participate in this service, but Lord, after the service is over, to have a wonderful afterglow up until we fall asleep. Help us to pray after church. Help us to pray before we get in the bed. Help us to pray when we wake up in the middle of the night. Lord, help us to pray without ceasing. For many reasons, but Lord, also because many of us, most of us, are in lots of, in lots of trouble and we don't even realize it. Lord, uh, I believe it was reported in the papers just two days ago, over 80% of the people in this country live paycheck to paycheck. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would uh, indeed save those who are lost. Lord, even in our churches and in our families. Lord, help my wife Marika White to lay aside her proud pharaohistic Jamaican pride. I believe that she would be the first one in her family to truly become born again and not just religious. Uh, Lord, uh, save her soul, help her to lay it aside. And uh, as you humbled her when her first two daughters were leaving home, 
after graduating from college, uh, humble her now so that she can truly become born again and uh, uh, not continue in her mean and stubborn and proud ways. We pray this, Lord, for the rest of her family. We pray this, Lord, for the rest of my family. I pray this, Lord, for my children, for things that come from one generation passes down to another. And uh, I do pray that you'll help everybody in our family and in all other uh, families that name the name of Christ and all other churches that name the name of Christ to examine themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith. And Holy Father God, we pray also tonight that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of the hearts and minds and lives Lord of my own family members starting with my wife Marika White all of my children who may have some of that in them and uh, all other people Lord in this country and around the globe give us sweet victory over the world the flesh and the devil rebuke and bind the devil his demons and his hosts Lord from uh, our individual lives our families and our churches that stand for you Lord you know your people you know your 7,000 you know your remnant and Lord you know your faithful few Lord, I am convinced we really do not have mega churches in this country or anywhere else. We have, we may have uh, what they call, uh, what I would call mega operations, mega businesses, but not true mega churches. I believe that the church. The true church within the so-called mega church is, uh, at this point, the faithful few. Your 7,000 who have not bowed the knee to the devil or to Baal. The faithful few, the remnant, uh, those that true God-called pastors can depend on to pray for them and to pray for the ministry. Much of the so-called mega church uh, thing is fluff, tears, going to church for the hookup, the business hookup, the financial hookup, the sexual hookup and other such foolishness which Lord is foreign to you and to the early church. And so, Holy Father God, I'm convinced that most of the church today are terrorists, which I have called terrorists. And I pray, and Lord, I am praying with tonight 
and I'm convinced that the people who come and hear this preacher pray and join in prayer with him and read the simple, uh, plain, holy word and have a devotional deal and then talk about the family and then preach the gospel are, are the truly saved ones. Anybody who does that. Because, Lord, as you know, I, I did not think that this service would go far because I didn't know there were that many people who would be interested <clears throat> in just reading the Bible without comment publicly as we used to do in the church. And so, Holy Father God, protect your remnant, protect your 7,000, protect your faithful few, Lord. I'm like everybody else. I would love to see uh, large churches where people are saved and, and really doing your will. Uh, and so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight that you would deliver each and every one of us under the sound of my voice uh, if they are born again from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And Holy Father God, bless the mechanical apparatus of everything, help our engineer, our technicians, our producers and directors, Lord, to keep a close eye on everything and uh, make sure everything goes smoothly, decently, and in order. And Holy Father God, we pray that you would grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit tonight to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. Lord, help each of us to do the right thing. And Lord, help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our wicked sins and to get back to you, our first love. And by your grace and by the power of your Holy Spirit. And then, Lord God in heaven, we pray for the salvation of those who are not saved. Pull them in, draw them in as, as only you can do. Revive those who are saved across this country and around the globe. And Lord, help them to get back on the firing line for you. And Holy Father God, we pray that you would heal those who are sick according to your will. Thank you for protecting so many of us. Why, Lord, we don't know why from the coronavirus horrible disease. Uh, Lord, it's only by your grace and a miracle that we are still standing having gone through that and millions have died. It is so bad, it was so bad that millions died in this country alone, the great America. And yet we have people who want to just carry on like nothing happened. That is foolishness. 
and frightening. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray that you'll help people to learn uh, to acknowledge you in all their ways, to stop marginalizing you and pushing you to the periphery and disobeying you, not listening to you, casting your word behind their back, rebelling against you. Some still have not learned after all of that. And so, Holy Father God, Lord, help the adulterers and adulteresses to repent in the church first. Help the homosexuals in the church to repent and get saved. Help the child molesters to get saved and repent of the evil they have done, even from jail. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray that you would comfort those who are grieving and mourning across this country and around the globe. Draw them to yourself for salvation. And Holy Father God, for those uh, Christians especially, but all people, we pray for their salvation, for those who are lost. Uh, we pray, Lord, for all of your people, uh, that you would lift our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears from our feeble hearts, and fill us with your peace that passeth all understanding and your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. Lord, we pray that you would deliver us tonight by your grace and mercy and love. Lord, if we are your children, those, are those who are born again and who have confessed their sins and have repented of their sins and who are striving to do right by you and obey you, Deliver us, Lord, from all of our distresses and afflictions, cares and worries and anxieties and troubles and problems, tensions and trials and tribulations and tests and temptations. And Lord, we pray that you would deliver us uh, tonight from all spiritual and mental and physical and emotional, family, financial, student loan debt, student progress problems and troubles and difficulties that we're facing in our lives. And Lord, we, pr we pray that you'll protect millions of people from a housing crisis, food crisis, medical crisis, and utilities crisis. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight that you'd bless and protect uh, Lord, my family and all other families that name the name of Christ, even if there's just one Christian in that family, I include them. We pray, Lord, for salvation and protection for the other families that don't know you. And we pray that you would protect us, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us tonight the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us 
in the precious blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray and for his sake. Receive all glory, praise, and honor to your name. Whatever little you can get from such wretched people as we are, receive it to your name, for we're not even worthy to give you praise. And Holy Father God, lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, as the gospel is preached. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for our sake. Amen. Pardon me, folks. If you want to go and get yourself uh, some green tea and join me, <coughs> pardon me, in drinking some green tea, feel free to do so. It probably will not keep you up. Green tea has a way about it. It's not like coffee. Anyway, Proverbs, ladies and gentlemen, chapter 7, verses 21 through 27. Dear friends, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord the Word of God, the Holy Bible, at Proverbs chapter 7, verses 21 through 27. With her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. With the flattery of her lips, she forced him he goeth after her straightway as an ox goeth to the slaughter, or as a fool to the correction of the stocks, till a dart strike through his liver, as a bird hasteth to the snare, and knoweth not that it is for his life. <coughs> Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Let not thine heart decline to her ways. Go not astray in her paths, for she hath cast down many wounded. Yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell going down to the chambers of death. 
shall we pray. Holy Father God, help all of us, male and female, young and old, take heed to your holy word and to love it for those of us who are saved and understand it and help us to obey your holy word and apply it to our lives to preach your holy word and to proclaim your holy gospel from your holy word. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, because that is what we're doing, service family members. <clears throat> For those saints who are about my age, you know that I can be doing something else and the precious memories, they roll in my mind like a video. Uh, I, can, I can see things and, and my wife and children uh, have heard me say, right, while I'm praying, I, I, I will say, Lord, I remember what you did here. I remember what you did for our family here and for this child and so forth and so on. Precious memories. I cannot explain it to you. I have a memory in my mind right now just is so vivid I can remember the how that it was overcast that day that God delivered and worked a miracle for our family. I, I can see myself at that spot driving by a certain gas station having won the victory. But be that as it may, I thought I'd just share with you how God, especially while you're praying, and right after you pray, the precious memories will come. It's amazing. They're so strong, sometimes you have to stop and acknowledge them while you're praying. Now, the other folks around you, they may not see those precious memories. I doubt if my wife sees them. Uh, she's never told me about any precious memories she's had, but I, I have... I have many every day, and I, and I want to encourage you young couples, uh, the most precious time of your life is raising those children for the Lord. And as I told my wife before, my oldest daughter with her, uh, we call Danny. And after, after she was born, I said, your job is to make memories. That's your job. And that's your job, young couple. I don't care how hard it gets. I don't care what you have to go through. You 
make memories by being a good godly Christian person and do things the right way and have the God kind of love along with fatherly love and motherly love for your children and if you are faithful to God and you walk by faith in God and with God when you get my age and the job is done you will have these magnificent precious memories that somebody else knew about because they wrote a song about it even Bob Hope said thanks for the memories by the way you know somebody I would love to see play Bob Hope uh, Kelsey Grandma who almost looks like Bob Hope of Frazier fame anyway I digress ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus family friends and foes and even foes in the family and to the standing between the living and the dead service family members my beloved this is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the scripture and the Sense Podcast, episode number 983, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary or some other reputable commentary or study Bible. My beloved, this podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 where it says Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading And so, therefore, the aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God, the Holy Bible, and the giving of the sense of it, the understanding of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived again, and that the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God to come, and from the eternal burning hell by believing in the man Christ Jesus who said the most loving most magnificent and most important words in the history of the world when he said for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. My dear friend, do you know him as your Savior? Have you ever been born again by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and the free pardon of your many sins? If you have not done so, why not? Have you not heard the good news that Jesus Christ suffered 
bled and died on the cross for your sins, your wicked ways, your evil ways. For the Bible tells us that we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all wicked, evil sinners, no matter how pretty we look, no matter how handsome we are, no matter how educated we are, no matter how much money, how much giftedness, how much charisma, we're all in the same boat, doomed for hell. That terrible place called hell. And Jesus paid your sin debt. He paid the price for your sins. And all you have to do is believe in him, have faith in him, trust in him. For in that one verse in the Bible, Jesus Christ preached the gospel first and best. For God so loved the world. That includes you. God loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave up his only begotten son for you and for me and our sin, wickedness, evilness, and ugliness in his sight. As the precious sacrificial Passover Lamb of God for everybody in the world, not only the Jews, but the Gentiles too, red, yellow, black, and white, we're all precious in his sight. And Jesus Christ made it very clear, all you have to do is believe in him, trust in him, have faith in him, depend upon him. Nobody can save you, and nothing else can save you. Buddha can't save you. Hare Krishna can't save you. Uh, Muhammad can't save you. Nobody can save you but Jesus. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. That's why Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, old and young, red and yellow, black and white, we're all precious in God's sight. There are no big eyes and no use around the cross. So believe in him today. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That means you will not perish and burn in hell forever. Make no mistake about it. You're on the road to hell right now. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than all of the prophets in the Bible. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than all of the apostles in the Bible. And sadly, Jesus Christ has preached more on hell than most of the preachers living today, if not all. Because hell is a real place. We all know that sin must be punished. We call it crime in our society. Crimes must be punished.
and even though our uh, justice system may not be perfect because we're not perfect human beings, I think they do a pretty good job. I marvel how they found that woman who escaped to Costa Rica after murdering another woman over her boyfriend. Uh, the long arm of the law is something else, but uh, God's arms are bigger and stronger. God knows everything about you. He's got it all uh, in his mind. For he has watched you and me and everybody else from the time we were born. And everything that we have ever done has been recorded. Let it be so tonight that it is recorded. You believed on the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, who said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, in hell, but have everlasting life, that is, in heaven. And guess what? God wants you in heaven more than you want to go. The welcome mat has been laid out for you. So believe, my dear friend, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Avoid going to hell forever and take advantage of what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross by believing in him and go to heaven uh, to be with God for the divine reset. If you have never done that and all you have is that you join a church. If that's popping up in your mind, uh, you need to get saved tonight. Well, I got baptized at the age of 12. I have a picture of my mother and my father christening me when I was uh, two years old. If that's popping up in your mind, thinking that that's your salvation, forget about it. That is not your salvation. It has nothing to do with it. What well, I gave a million dollars to the church over the past five years, that has nothing to do with your getting saved. Well, I worked in the church all of my life. That has nothing to do with your getting saved. You must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You must be, in the words of Jesus Christ, born again. So believe in Jesus Christ, receive him into your heart, and let him save your soul. Follow me in what is called the sinner's prayer. And uh, repeat it after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. And let this day, July 1st, 2022, be your spiritual birthday. As December the 19th, 1979, is my spiritual birthday. Let's pray together. Right where you are, you don't have to be in a church to get saved. I got saved in a in a Air Force door room, dorm room. You don't have to be in a church. Don't think that that way. You can get saved right now and then you can go to church later. So let's pray. Repeat after me, Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I admit that I have sinned against you repeatedly. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. 
And please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures, and my faults. As I humbly now, Lord, believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ. I believe with all of my heart that you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and help me to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight as your Savior, contact us and let us know at DW3 at GospelLightSociety.com and uh, let us know so that we can rejoice with you. Also, let us know so that we can send you some free reading material to help you to grow in the faith uh, or you can go to any any one of the uh, emails that are available on your platform also go to gospelightsociety.com and go, or gospelighthouseofprayer.com and read my book uh, titled what to do after you enter through the door it's free of charge and if you have a prayer request Send that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Now, dear friends, we return to our standing between the living and the dead devotional service, if you will, already in progress. Today, my beloved, we are reading Malachi chapter 3, verse 9, the last book of the Old Testament. And for those of you who just prayed that prayer and you got saved tonight, this will be your first real Bible study. Pardon me, folks. Can you still hear me back there? Verse 9, Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Dear friends, that was Malachi chapter 3, verse 9. Now here is the sense of it. From 
with the help of the Holy Ghost, first of all, and the Bible Knowledge Commentary. Since the temple was God's house, failure to support its ministry was considered equal to robbing God himself. Let that sink in. The nature of the curse on the nation can be determined from verse 11. Famine due to pests, locusts, eating the vegetation, and vines without grapes, which made the wine. Cursed with a curse. That's what happens when we don't give back to God what he has given to us, at least 10%, with an offering. And so, ladies and gentlemen, at this point, uh, let's pray again and move on to the family segment. Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to never be guilty of robbing you by not supporting your work on earth. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins if we have done that. Uh, in our lives and help us to get our heart right with you for our heart is wrong with you if we do things like that in Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake Amen Ladies and uh, gentlemen brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus we move down to the family segment, to what I have dubbed the family verses. We just go over these verses week after week, day after day. Tonight we're in Ephesians chapter 5, verse, verse 33. A very unique verse in this entire passage of Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6. Because it uniquely speaks to the husband. And of course God is very succinct in his, in his amazing way of writing. Uh, can just take a few words and, that have a big punch. He speaks to the husband and he speaks to the wife in this unique verse. Nevertheless, let every one of you... In particular, you husbands, so love his wife even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. Now, you, you want married life simplified? In a nutshell, that's how it should work. If you don't do those two things, the husband does not do his part, the wife does not do her part, the marriage is not going to work. A wife wants to know that she is loved by her husband, and that love uh, can be shown in multiple ways. 
that love can be shown to a wife who is not a good wife by rebuking her. That's not common today. Uh, people don't like to talk about that. But deep down on the inside, every godly woman, every saved woman, wants to be told the truth about her behavior and how she's acting if she's doing what she should be doing. And God has provided her a husband to do that, to make her a better person, a better woman. That's a part of your job. That's what Jesus is doing with his bride. He's making us better, causing us to grow. And if he has to rebuke and chastise us and punish us to do that, that's what he will do. And that is love too. Not in the American way. Not in evangelical circles. We've made love to look a certain way. And, uh, uh, and if we... And if, we don't see it that certain way. We don't call it love. We call it hatred. We call it abuse. We call it all other kinds of uh, ungodly things. But the God kind of love is going to correct you and tell the truth about the situation because there's no marriage without truth. And the person who is in authority is the husband. Now, the husband will have some flaws and evil ways too. Whose job is it to correct him? Most people in the American way and in the evangelical church believe that it is the wife's job. And that is not the way it works. I have told thousands of folks down through the years, you, and particularly to wives, it is not your place to correct him. Be assured that God will deal with your husband. You don't have to worry about that. You just do your job. You just do your part. It is not your job, mama, wifey, to rule over your husband and to rebuke your husband and to uh, correct your husband. That you may see that in the American way and among evangelical circles. Your job is to do what God told you to do, and God will deal with it. And if you leave him alone, see. Now, if you're going to run off at the mouth and criticize him and try calling yourself rebuking him and getting on his case, God is going to leave him alone and let, let you keep on doing what you're doing, which you're destroying your marriage and destroying your relationship. And that's how men get side pieces that you hate. Okay? You say, well, preacher, why? It seems like you're harder on the women than the men. Well, because they are in authority. And I'm not the authority over them. Nor is any pastor.
What? Yes, as far as church business is concerned and church mission, yes. But when it comes down to a man's family, nobody's over him but God and Jesus. That's, that's the, the divine order. Wife comes under the husband, not beside the husband, as the American way teaches and the evangelical church teaches. There's no side-by-side. There's no two-headed monster. Why, why, why we only have one president, one president of the corporation, one CEO, and, and in the family, we got a cold two-headed monster situation. No, the wife needs to line up under the husband and follow him and trust God that the husband will go in the way that he should go. Then you, then you won't be having arguments and friction. If you're side by side thinking that you have equal power, which most people think in the American way and in the evangelical way, which this, that's not the case, but that's what most people think. You, you constantly back and forth got arguments and so forth. You say, preacher, do you, do you and your wife have arguments? No, no arguments. Because I'm in charge. Why would I have an argument? I'm just going to say what needs to be said and that's it. She may not like it. She may argue with herself by blowing and rolling her eyes from east to west or something like that but there's not going to be any uh, verbal argument with me because we don't have that kind of relationship we have a biblical relationship I'm in charge she submits to that leadership or or she's going to have a problem with herself because I'm going to tell her the truth about herself. See? And we're not going to have that. And, and on top of that, I'm going to love her in that I'm going to pray with her, pray for her, every morning for over 34 years. And even before we got married, I led her in prayer. I led my family in prayer, and it makes a difference. And I I would tell my children who are listening uh, right now that if you don't pray in the morning like I trained you and taught you, you're going to become a very cantankerous and angry and bitter and frustrated person. And you won't even get along with your sisters and your brothers as you should. And I say that to all families who name the name of Christ. I I mean... uh, God will allow your family to be confounded, confused, and frustrated. If you don't pray to him in the morning time, that's the best time to do so. Pray together. Even if a spouse is not saved, like in in, in our case, my wife is not saved yet. But my praying for her in the morning and praying with her makes a difference in her mentality. The devil doesn't like it, and so he tries to cause a problem. The devil hates prayer. And I told you all, I mean, this is old right here, because she doesn't do it as much now, 
But when we first got married, even when the children were coming along, my wife hated prayer so much she would try to hinder the prayer time in any number of ways. She would try to stop me from praying by asking me uh, questions and everything before when she already saw I was set to pray. And bringing up things that don't amount to anything. She does not do that anymore. But she used to do that in the first five to ten years of the marriage. Don't let anybody stop you from praying. There is a real devil. And if he can't get you to stop praying. He will try to get somebody in your family to hinder you from praying. Because prayer to God is your lifeline. I, I, I hate to say it is the most important thing you can do as a Christian, but I'm, I'm, I, I can't, I say it. The Word of God, reading the Word of God is right up there with it. Both and. But I believe prayer has a little bit of an edge. I think most Christians would say that. The most difficult thing you'll do is Pray. Many of my sweet evangelical brethren, they love to get together for Bible study. And they'll get in there, and they'll, they'll get in there. They won't even say a prayer and they, because they're so ready to argue about the Scriptures. They're, they're geared up, they're loaded for bear <laughs> to, to get their point across regarding the Scriptures. The prayer is what makes it sweet and powerful and meaningful. So, husbands, love your wife enough to pray for her and with her. Be, you want to be a man? Seriously. Uh, seriously. Seriously, dog. You want to be a man for real? Okay, lead your wife in prayer. Now, we're going to see how manly you are. Uh, I'm serious about this. You can be all brawn and muscled up and, and rush off to the gym and, 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 and look all, try to look all manly. And, and, you, and, and you can be mean and try to look all manly that way and hateful. Uh, you want to be mad? Listen to me very carefully. I know I got you right now. You want to be a man, sir? You pray with your wife and your children every morning. That's the most manly thing you can do because spiritual warfare is far more violent than physical warfare. Far more consequential as well, and, and 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 don't leave your wife to pray with the children. That's not going to work. Number one, she's probably not going to pray. Some I thank God for the women who have risen above, and they have a serious prayer life. But they're very few in number, and all of the women listening to me, they know it's true. It take listen to me. It takes a man. To lead a family in prayer. I double dog dare you to do it. And not quit. And not faint. And not fail. Now you're going to be a real man. If you do that right there. Anybody who knows the Lord. Who's been preaching for the Lord. For many years. Who's been serving the Lord as a man. For many years. They know that I'm telling the truth. That's the most manly thing you can do.
We have many men who are at home today. We don't need for you to be washing dishes and cleaning toilets. We need for you to pray without ceasing. Lead your family in your prayer. Lead your wife in prayer. She may not even know what you're talking about in the beginning, but you just lead her in prayer. And make sure you go to, before you go to bed at night, you pray. All right, speaking of prayer, let's move on. I think that is our second day in that powerful passage. Uh, Let's pray for all families, families that know the Lord and those that don't, and let's pray for some other people. And then enjoy your afterglow. Enjoy your refreshment. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for this magnificent and powerful and meaningful service. I thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. And I pray for the salvation of families that don't know you as Savior. Lord, in Burleson, Texas, in Costa Rica, (coughs) in Ghana, in Nigeria, protect the saints there. In the Philippines, in China, in the underground church, Lord, save the souls of the people in every family. Revive those families that know you as Savior and help them to repent of their sins and foolishness and simply obey your holy word, husband and wife and children. And Holy Father God, we also pray for the salvation of those who are not saved. Revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning around the globe. And draw them to yourself. And Holy Father God, we pray by your grace and your help and your strength. For Lord, this is more difficult than what people think. It looks easy, but it's not. And there are certain areas that the devil fights me praying on and about that these people don't know anything about. And so Holy Father God, I do pray that you would have mercy and grace upon us. And Lord, forgive us of our sins as Christians who have refused to obey your great commandment. We have refused to obey your great commission. And Holy Father God, help us to repent of that and to get back on the firing line. And Lord, In the words of your servant, Miles McPherson, help us to do something for your glory, praise, and honor. Now, Holy Father God, also, I pray that you will help all of us to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins. 
and to get back to you, our first love, for those of us who name the name of Christ. And Lord, we pray for all government ministers in our country and around the globe. Lord, I believe that you call these people, just like you call those in the gospel ministry. And I pray that you will save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, cast the demons of hell out of those who have that problem, that they may lead in a positive way, that we may have peace and quiet. I thank you, Lord, for the uh, community in which I live, where the police officers and uh, the uh, sheriffs and everybody do their job to help keep us safe. And uh, Holy Father God, we pray that that is the case in every county around the world, every region, every city, in this sin-cursed world. For you have told us, you have commanded us to pray this way, and you have not rescinded it. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would protect your Christians in Nigeria as they are under persecution, severe persecution. Help uh, countries around the world that stand uh, as Christian countries to get involved. Protect your saints in China, in the Philippines, and around the globe, and even in America. Protect us all from persecution for our faith, be it family, friends, or foes. And Lord God in heaven, uh, grant us your grace uh, and prepare us Lord, to live for you or to die for you. And uh, Holy Father God, we pray now for the millions of people who are still suffering from the coronavirus effects. And uh, as I spoke with a man the other day that our entire family is familiar with, Mr. Hummel, a uh, man that you used to help us down through the years in a special way. And um, he said he did get the coronavirus and he is still suffering. He's over it, but he is still suffering from it. Uh, as so many people are. And Lord, we pray that you would comfort those families who lost multiple family members or one family member to the plague, the coronavirus. Comfort them as only you can. Draw them to yourself for salvation, and we pray for the millions, but Lord, we also pray for individual families by name as we've done in nearly 800 services, standing between the living and the dead. For, and so we pray for the family and friends of Philippines resident, Ernesto Arciano Flo Tildes. We pray for the family and friends of Missouri resident, 
Jeannie May, Connie Casey. We pray for the family and friends of California resident Augustin Hernandez Rubio. We pray for the family and friends of Minnesota resident Eddie H. Sandin. We pray for the family and friends of Alabama resident Robert Branham Thomas. And Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, for the prayer requests, the people that have sent in prayer requests. We pray, Lord, for the thousands that have sent in prayer requests down through the years, over the past 42 years. And Lord, we pray for them still as a group. We pray that uh, you would help us all to pray one for another. Lord, help them to pray for themselves. Help us to pray for them. We also pray these blessings upon them all, including the new ones that we're going to pray over here in a minute. We pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings. Protect them all from the coronavirus as well. And we pray now, Lord, for a few uh, and there are a few new people in their specific needs as we prayed for the others for years, and we thank you for your grace and strength to do that. We pray for Nita. Please save and comfort Dr. Zelenko's family and friends after his death. We pray, Lord, for Marie Grace. Please place the strongest protection over her house and property. Deliver her from the gangs and give her new life. We pray for George. Please enable him to devote his life to knowing you and concentrating on spiritual matters. Enable him to complete all tasks in his workplace so the auditor will be satisfied. We pray for his wife to realize that he loves her and that uh, she should obey and honor him. We pray for Pastor Bushibi. Please heal Timothy from problems with his prostate and kidneys. Please heal Melanie's eyes completely and bless the surgery. Please heal and comfort Dan and Evelyn after their mother's death and bless them with the money they need for support. And Holy Father God, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry. We still pray for over three million if you have not done that already. And we pray that you'll help these people to grow in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. We pray for Desmond O'Kee. Grace, Julius, and Michael. And Lord, we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you as well. Uh, and who have come back out of a backslidden state. We pray for Jose, Duabici, Savannah, Diana, and Aluchi. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been good to be with you. Can you still hear me? You might need to refresh that. Tonight, thank you for being with me. And most of all, we thank the Lord for being with all of us.
and uh, so let's always give him the glory, the praise, and the honor. Keep looking up for your redemption draweth nigh. Keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord, and the best way that you can do that is pray to the Lord. Pray to the Lord without ceasing. Uh, Jesus Christ gave a parable to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Pray without ceasing. Pray always. These are words from the Bible. Continue instant in prayer. Shall we pray together one more time? Our closing prayer. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you so much for leading me to do this. We praise you and we thank you so much for the privilege and the power of prayer. We praise you and thank you so much for your holy word that strengthens us and encourages us to keep on keeping on in the faith. Help us to always walk by faith and not by sight. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, Lord willing, I'll see you tomorrow night. I'll probably will be preaching on the second coming tomorrow night. I'll be tomorrow night is Saturday. And so uh, don't be surprised. I may have the devotional service, uh, the, the kind of devotional service we had tonight, tomorrow morning around 11 o'clock. So uh, don't be surprised. You'll be notified. God bless you, dear friends. Until then, as we listen to that beautiful song, I'll Fly Away.